Tate McRae is anything but an industry plant who is given a career. Just because she might be new to you as you see her name alongside Taylor Swift and Bad Bunny on the Billboard Hot 100 doesn't mean she's new to working hard to make it in the music industry. Let me tell you of her unique origin story that is anything but being born to Hollywood parents who built a career for her before she even knew what she wanted to do. Born on July 1st of 2003, a cancer. We love the cancers. Yes. Cancer man. Yes. She was born in Calgary, Canada. She began as a dancer and trained at the School of Alberta Ballet and won Best Mini Dancer in New York City at age 10. Whoa. I couldn't verify this, but I did see some videos online that said she competed against some of the dance moms. So that gives you <laughs> a rub. I love that. One TikToker by the name of The Real Slim Katie 27 made a video saying, if you grew up dancing in the last 10 to 15 years, this is how you know Tate McRae. Her legs had a chokehold on the industry. This will come back to be part of the reason Tate McRae has blown up. Interesting. At age 13, she competed on So You Think You Can Dance Next Generation and placed third. Paula Abdul described her as, you are a gift from God. She ran a YouTube channel as a young teen in high school and posted her first song titled One Day in 2017. She told Zach saying in an interview that she was frustrated that day because her and her mom were trying to work on a video and the camera broke. She went to her room and randomly decided to record herself making a song on her grandma's piano. The video got 1 million views overnight and currently sits at 40 million views. That's crazy. And it's always the videos that you think nothing of where that exactly. happens to. She filmed the music video for a song in 2020 titled You Broke Me First with an iPhone while walking around her hometown of Calgary. The video and song changed her life and currently sits at 233 million views. I discovered Tate McRae from You Broke Me First. So the fact that she wasn't like, I don't have a big label, I don't have a camera crew, I'm mm -hmm. just going to use an iPhone and walk around my hometown and 200 million yeah, views later. It's the beauty of like the internet and self-publishing. Like yes. the fact that that's even possible now was not possible 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's so cool that anyone can just put something out there. Yes, and being resourceful like that, I Absolutely. think is a great trait to have. Put out two EPs and was slated to open for Shawn Mendes in 2022. This was going to be one of her biggest breaks into the mainstream. The tour was canceled as Shawn Mendes bravely opened up about mental health struggles. Tate McRae didn't let this opportunity stop her, though. In the months that she would have been touring, she went quiet online and started working on music. She didn't release any music for 11 months. She was going around to multiple studio sessions with different writers and producers, but nothing was hitting, according to an interview she did with Z100. Then she got in the studio with Ryan Tedder, which we'll get to later. She decided to stop separating her music from her dance. She always thought of them as two different things. Yeah. People either knew her as a singer or they knew her as a dancer, but they didn't associate the two. Mm -hmm. she decided to instead make a song that she could dance to. Yeah, That was the day she created Greedy, the song that changed her life. Yeah. Now, instead of industry plant, she is what I would say resourceful. Don't have a film crew? Let's make a music video on an iPhone in my hometown and get 200 million views. The Tate McRae effect is a story of finding what makes you unique by looking into the things that you might think have no correlation to your pursuit, 
I call this the Venn diagram effect. After listening to hours of music and interviews, Tate McRae has become an inspiration to me when it comes to always evolving. It's funny how authentically evolving doesn't mean straying from your roots, but rather getting back to them. I'm so excited to be with Nikki today as we dive into the newest episode of Share Your Screen. Hi, I'm Kokomoko. Hi, I'm Nikki. And welcome back. Welcome back. I have to say, Nikki, you did so good on the Renee Rap episode. <laughs> from research to editing to TikToking. Thank you. It's just one of those things I think where you really I really went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. You know what you knew like when you're doing research mm-hmm. and you're just like, whoa. Yeah. Like I think I was one of those times I just I was so interested. Yes. That it I'm glad that it like showed through a little bit. It really did. It was such a great episode. And we have so many great comments of you guys asking for more effects, oh, yeah. which one of them is Lana Del Rey, which we're going to get to, but that might be our first two-parter. There's a few people that you're asking for that were like, yes, but it's going to be more than right. an hour. And Lana has so many albums too, that yeah. if we wanted to really analyze the music, like we'd be here for a minute. <laughs> yes. And a few other things is thank you all so much for subscribing we have been so just blown away at the numbers. Blown away, dude. And we really, really appreciate you guys. We hope that we're putting in the work so that one day we can make you guys proud and have guests and sponsors mm-hmm. that we could only dream of right now. And do this full time. Like, and do that's the dream. Yes. Um, and we are also getting to a point where I think we might need to do a photo shoot soon for a new cover. Mm-hmm. So send us ideas in the comp. Do you have any ideas of what you think it'd look like? I kind of have some in my head. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really fun. I, I've loved the idea of doing like share your screen and it's like one of us holding a laptop and the other person is like physically edited to be like trapped inside <gasps> of it. Oh! Wouldn't that be cool? That would be or sick. Another th- I've also like thought about like the styling too of like how I think we should dress. Like mm-hmm. I think I think you should dress like... Uh, super femme and I should dress like cowboy Yeah, or internet like, cowboy. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I we'll love see. We're planting it. the seeds. Give us ideas, people. Yeah, even like a visual of like us breaking out of a laptop screen. I know. Like, like very out. Yeah. I like, think it would be so cool. Yes. Um, and then a couple other things is um, we are hell and high water going to go to Coachella this year. Nikki and Coachella. Nikki and Coachella is going to happen. Whatever it takes. I'm happy to pay to be there. Like I've gone before, but if we do get a sponsor, like I, and it's a good fit, I think it would only be a good fit if we would take it. Imagine if somebody did a campaign called Nikki and Coachella, <gasps> where they sent us to be the first ever podcast film live from Coachella. Oh my like god. Like sitting in and I'm not talking about in a booth. I'm talking in the grass. I'm talking at barricade. Like I want to know what the people who have been there for 4 hours yes. waiting for Sabrina Carpenter are doing. You know what I mean? Yes. Like those are the people that I think are interesting to interview. Like that would be I think so viral and fascinating and there's so many ways. So many are you kidding me? Uh on the greens with sweet green, it's us doing a podcast on the on the grass. Oh um, my god! We could take a product. We could hand out water bottles to people and like ask them a question. We could like I can think of so many ways. Nikki and Coco Chella, it has to happen. And I love that. And you know what would be cool too is if they sent us for like 
if we could go, maybe this would be through YouTube. Shout out YouTube. Shout out YouTube. Um, if we could even go like the week before Coachella and be there, I'm so fascinated. Setting it up. I'm fascinated. The setup I would at the rehearsals. Love to document that. The oh, week I before. That's so interesting. You're so right. I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like or just like to interview people from Golden Voice, like the people yes. who physically create this event would yes. be fascinating. I would love that. I so there's so many ideas that swirl. And if anything, though, I'm so happy to even like, even if we pay and we're there, like yeah. we are going to go there. We're not too good for no. anything. We will just be there because we love the music. I have to be. Yes. No questions asked. Yes. Um, so those are a couple of things for this week that we wanted to talk about. We also have um, exciting stuff coming up with award season and interviewing. Um, so we'll get there. We'll get there. But back to Tate McRae. The chapters of this episode are we're going to talk about Tate's dance background. Mm hmm. And I'm going to have Nikki react to some videos because you're familiar with her, but you haven't like been in the weeds like I no, have. I am really excited about to talk about Tate specifically because this is one of those instances where you know a lot and I know nothing. Yeah. So I think it'll be really cool to have like a genuine reaction to all mm-hmm. of this. And it's like completely new information to me. And I'm really interested in like exactly what you've been talking about this like uh, dance and, and music mm-hmm. like syndication. Yes. Kind of that she's done and like how I think really in the past year we're seeing this like resurgence of like bubblegum pop mm-hmm. you know like this girly pop the rush troy savant greedy tate mccray like the pop girls are coming back i know finally feather by sabrina carpenter like we're finally getting like i feel like this golden age of pop mm-hmm. again and she is somebody who i think kind of predicted that and saw that and you know started writing this song greedy 11 months ago before mm-hmm. this was big and I think that's a big reason why she got to number one. It's like yeah. she wasn't trying to chase the trends. She's trying to set the trends. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she did that. Like Greedy, that type of song, that pop sound. Like she just did something that we've all loved in the past, but nobody was doing now. Yes. And I think that's like the genius of her. Yes. And you're hitting on the head and I'm excited to dive in. It's like that also her branding which is why we're wearing jerseys today this is the most heterosexual i've ever looked in my <laughs> life my dad would be so proud yes and i think <laughs> for anyone listening on the podcast nikki is wearing an angel's jersey that's like my boyfriend's friend like it's a very straight energy yo what's up i'm nick yeah, i'm nick <laughs> welcome back to the nick and coco show yes you know what i'm saying yes so we're gonna lean into tate's branding and it. Yes, and also just the thesis of this, which is like the Tate McRae effect, a.k.a. the Venn diagram effect. So we'll get into all that. Now, Tate McRae's background, she began as a dancer in Canada. She was sponsored for the School of Alberta Ballet. So again, not an industry plant. Like she had a brand, like I don't know if it was like a leotard brand. It was called the Capizzi or so. I've never heard mm-hmm. of it, but they sponsored her as like you're really good. We want to send you to school for That's this. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and she became known for her leg extensions, which we'll get into. Like she even see her leg extension on the greedy music video. Um, she was on, so you think you can dance. She was a fan favorite. And this was the first time that she was living and working in LA while filming a show. But then she went back to Canada. She was highly competitive and attributes her work ethic with growing up as a dancer, which I just have to say I relate to because I grew up doing competitive sports, volleyball and cheer. And my parents later in life told me that they kept me busy with sports because they felt like if me and my sister were really busy, we couldn't get into trouble. Yeah, honestly, I think that's such a great way. I also think that those type of environments really teach you about like, 
uh, competition and yes. uh, losing. Like yeah. I think it's really important to lose a lot when you're young yes. and you're in the safety net to like build that thick skin mm -hmm. of getting through life. Yes, like again, like that, you know, idea that the most successful people are often the most rejected. They just keep going. Yeah. So they hit their wins quicker than others. Exactly. And I learned that from cheer. Like I think the reason I thrive on social media is it operates the same way as when I did cheer, which is like when you wanted to learn a new skill, like a new flip or get to a new level, they would tell you before you're going to land it, you have to learn the 99 ways to not land it yeah. like you, but you just have to hit those numbers. And the first day of cheer practice is they teach you how to fall. That's a beautiful metaphor. You need to make a video on that. Yeah. maybe You I need to make it. a video on that. That's so good. Yeah. And I, and I, so I, I think people who grow up doing competitive sports or any like teamwork too, like theater, I think you just learn about how to operate on how a to team. Fall. Yes. Yeah. And how to fall. So, she first began making music. She thought singing and dancing had to be separate. And you can even hear in her early music, it's more like ballad style. You can tell it was very like, and I say this like very nicely, but mm -hmm. that it was when Billie Eilish was like making music that changed the industry in a way that everyone else similar like it sounded like Tate McRae's music was like everyone was trying to be like Billy at the no, time and we saw also I think the entire pop industry after that really got ballad heavy like yes. the Taylor Swift's the Olivia Rodrigo's beautiful 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 songs the Billy Eilish's but it's very slow it's very dramatic mm -hmm. it's it's not the pop girl it's not it's the Tate's not what you, you know can what I mean yes you and can't dance. again it's her trying to go against that grain yeah. is what made her successful. Yeah. Like that realization of like, I don't want to do this because mm -hmm. it's not me. Yes. Like that's just not my, like, I'm a dancer. I want something I can dance to. And she said in many interviews that it wasn't until she decided to merge the two and yeah. she was like, I should just make a song I want to dance to that. The, that was the day she created greedy with Ryan Tedder. Ryan Tedder. Did you know the same person who wrote greedy with Tate McRae has also written songs for Taylor Swift, One Direction, Adele, Ariana Grande, Beyonce, and so many others. Like, I'm going to list you some of the names or some of the songs this person has written, and they're going to blow your mind, right? Halo by Beyonce. I Know Places with Taylor Swift. Rumor Has It with Adele. Why Try by Ariana Grande. Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. That's What I Want by Little Nas. Because I Had You, Sean Mendes. This just begins to scratch the surface. And he's the vocalist of One Republic. And he's the lead vocalist of One Republic, which I have so much admiration for somebody who is clearly this good at songwriting and doesn't take the songs for themselves, but really realizes, like, I want to give this song to, like, who is meant to sing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Or even working with somebody smaller, like a Tate. Like, he's already worked with Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, and Beyonce. But to, like see something in Tate McRae mm -hmm. and to be like, I, you know, I really believe in you and like, let's sit down and write something together, I think is so, so admirable. Mm -hmm. And I also think it goes to show like how, um, how much of a skill songwriting is mm -hmm. like for somebody to be able to write hits for all of these artists for an entire decade is like, so, and then for the music they make to be so unlike any of this I know. is also like, so I don't know. I just have like a lot of respect for people who, who um, I clearly just have such a passion for the art mm -hmm. that their goal is like, I just want the art to to reach the person it's meant right. to, not to like, I want to get as many streams off this myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, which, and I love that you bring that up because I wonder if 
I feel like me and you probably are the same way. And I don't mean to put words in your mouth if I'm incorrect, but even like for us working um, behind the scenes on corporate accounts, there's been times where we've been logged into Instagram accounts with 40 million followers. Yeah. And I've had people be like, why don't you just post yourself and like tag yourself? And I'm like, yeah. I had a rule that unless it was absolutely peril, yeah. I would not post myself mm -hmm. on a corporate account that I was running because I was like, I will subconsciously muddy the waters and my goal should always be making the best content that the fans of that brand want to see, not yeah. what Kokomoko trying to get famous wants to do. <laughs> and it would muddy. And it's like separating that I think is such a skill. People that are like able to understand like the goal versus like yeah. their own incentive. And, and understanding that you don't always have to be the main character exactly. to make something great. Yes. I love that. Um, and so I'm going to show Nikki a clip from Ooh. her specifically Tate McRae's billboard performance. Now, this is where okay. we're going to start getting into branding. She really started to blow up when she leaned into like this sporty aesthetic. We're going to get into where the ice hockey thing comes in. And there are times, too, where I'm like, I just want to cut my hair like it takes so long to like wash it, dry it. And then I see a video of Tate McRae dancing and I'm like, us long hair girls have to stay <laughs> strong. Like I like take a biotin gummy. I'm like, okay, I'm still in this. Okay. Um, okay. You're going to freak. Gag. You're going to absolutely I be gag. I even am starting it at like the point where she's like really freaking dancing. Oh, this was all over TikTok. Huh. Oh. Why do her hips move more than my legs when I walk? I know. Like just I know. her hips standing in place have more movement than me running a 5K. I know. <laughs> it is crazy. Also, is that girl's spine okay? I After know, like, that, <laughs> does she need to see a chiropractor? I know. It's I think chiropractors need her. And <laughs> they need to study. She needs to be studied. Yes. And people are in the comments saying, like, I don't care if she's barely singing here, like she's giving it everything. And I think again, it's one of those things of like. You don't have to be like ballad performing or even what Billie Eilish said when we went to this like interview thing um, where she was saying that when she created um, what was I made for? She was like, I could have gone full ballad and like showed my vocal range. But I understood this song was someone who was like insecure and needed to pull it back and be quiet. Yeah. And I think Tate's dancing is like there are moments where she could show off vocals, but she's like, this is meant to be a dance. Yeah. And also, I think it's like. It's a perfect, like, she's a performer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, again, talking about the three categories of artists we talked about in the last episode, Tate's a performer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's how I would classify yeah. her. And wait, why was Tate not at Coachella? Why was Tate not a part of the Coachella light up? I know. After that billboard dance, I need to see her break her spine like that on mm -hmm. stage at Coachella. Are you kidding me? Are you Yeah. Kidding me? And I'm sure some artists, though, just, like, spread it out like sometimes some yeah. artists will wait a, another year or so so they know that they're gonna be on a bigger like when you go to Coachella Nikki like you're gonna see the vibe is just insane like it's not one stage <laughs> by the way it's like nine I ten know. stages and it's very like who's on what stage like yeah. at what time like it's very like in some ways it cements that artist like standing like you mm. want to be on like the Sahara 10 at 5 p.m not like the another yeah. tent at 8 p.m. Like Got when it. beyond we like you just 
it's very that. And I think some artists wait until they know they're at an area where they can like leverage certain stages. Interesting. That's just my thought. No, that's a really good point. And I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. Now her song Greedy has reached the top spot on the Billboard charts. Which is crazy. Yes. When the song first came out, she broke into the top 10 of the charts around the same time that Taylor Swift put out the 1989 Taylor's version. Yeah. Her name was up there alongside just Bad Bunny and Taylor. So she broke through as a new artist onto the top 10. Which is literally Taylor Swift, the biggest artist in the world. Bad Bunny, the fastest growing artist in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And around November when also now it sounds funny. You're competing with Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Like people yeah. don't have music at the end of the year because right. they know they can't compete. Yeah. So Tate McRae was able to compete with these big shots. Mind you. Taylor Swift is probably one of the only artists in the world that even Drake said that he will move his release date if it's coming out around the time Taylor's putting out music. Wow. Because he knows it's going to bump him down on the charts. So for Tate McRae's Greedy to break into the charts around the time that Taylor Swift was Not even just break, there, number one. Yeah. Like it was even out. It took a while, it but yeah. It Cruel Summer even. Yeah. So it's, and it's still on the charts. So that is just a nod to like, she caught this magic and she's really leaning into it. And now I'm going to get into her sporty branding. So it's really interesting to see artists who lean into like visual branding and what we've talked about, which is like Halloween costume theories. La Roach has talked about it. Zendaya's stylist where it's like you want to create moments that people can like recognize and mm -hmm. it's just you. No one else. It's not white, a white shirt and jeans like you need to be recognizable now. Tate is from Canada. Her brother plays professional ice hockey. She began to lean into this ice hockey branding mm -hmm. and it's like hitting. It's so smart. No other pop girls are doing it because it also wouldn't make sense for other pop girls. Like I can't see Sabrina Carpenter having ice hockey goalie shin guards on her album cover. It wouldn't make sense for Sabrina yeah. Carpenter, but it makes sense for Tate McRae. Um, and so her greedy music video is even filmed at an ice hockey rink, which I'm going to show you some of the clips. And she is slated to perform at the halftime of the NHL's All-Star Game and was also named a team captain alongside Justin Bieber and Michael Buble. So, Dude, Canada's greatest export is pop stars. I know. Can we talk about The weekend, Justin Bieber, Drake, Shawn Mendes, Tate McRae? Yeah. Just, something's in the so water. Right. You're so right. Something's in the snow. Something's in the snow. <laughs> in the maple syrup. Okay. God, I just love like the choreo. Like this is what I'm saying. We need this pop girl back. Like I know. She's bringing it back and I'm here for it. I know. I would say one other pop artist that's like going toe to toe right now with Tate's choreo would be Normani. Mm. And I think they're both at RCA Records. But so anyway, so she like... The greedy music video was really what won me over for Tate and was when I understood what she was doing differently. Mm -hmm. And then also she did the album cover for Think Later, her first album, and she's wearing ice hockey shin guards that say Think Later on them. Like, again, she's leaning into this yeah. like ice hockey branding. And she told Allure that it started, like the greedy music video idea started because she was talking about how cool it would be to wear heels and crazy dancing while on a Zamboni. And then that's where they did it. And she also said like the coolest scene is where she's in the weight room at the end. And it was like the end of the day, they were all tired and they just told her to like improv, do whatever choreo. And I'm going to also just show you that as well right now. First of all, we're going to start with this. Okay. The leg, <laughs> the leg. Okay. Literally touching Jesus is Christ. Yes. Jesus Christ. 
I feel like she like reads a book like that. I know. You know, like she just Casually. sits at home, leg on the wall, like yes. Yes. just some light reading, coffee in one hand. <laughs> God, I love the camera work too. I this know. is actually like such a well-produced music video. Yeah. She just serves, dude. <laughs> I know. She serves. No one's going hungry when they're watching a tape. No video. one. No, we're fed. No Breakfast, one. Lunch and dinner. Yeah. And now there's another music video that, and then we'll get into like, uh, like the Tate McRae effect and stuff, but. There's another music video that recently came out called Run For The Hills. That's my favorite song on her album. Did you know that the Run For The Hills music video by Tate McRae was filmed not only on a treadmill, but it was all in one shot. So the camera doesn't Whoa. stop. The I love stuff like that. The camera, it's like the single ladies take. for Beyonce. Yeah. It doesn't stop filming. Yep. And they're changing the, and I'm gonna show you a clip, they're changing the background. She's also like running backwards at points. And it's just like, so it also reminded me of the first ever viral music video on YouTube, which was OK Go, Here It Goes Again. This might be before your time. I don't remember this one. OK, it was these guys who had a band and they went viral. It was the first ever like music video to go viral. Yeah. And it was four of them just on a treadmill. Like anyways. Interesting. But I think these one take music videos are really going viral because you know what else was this? What? Back on 74 by Jungle. <gasps> oh. It's one take them just in the studio. Wait. Like it's a completely transition. And I think the reason it does so well is because you can cut any part of it down for TikTok and it stays like <gasps> the camera works perfect. You're so Do you right. get what I mean? Like, I literally think that there's like a weird like psychological thing too to like it's just no matter how you cut the video down on any part, it is like perfectly flawless camera work. Like it's super interesting. Wow. I think we're going to see more videos like that in the next year. I love that. Could you imagine a Tate McRae jungle? Collab? Collab? Yes, dude. I'm so... Jungle's at Coachella. <gasps> we got to go. Oh, we're good. Baby, we'll be there. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I'm going to show you just a part of the Run for the Hills video. Love it. I love shoulder pads. I know. Like, really absurd shoulder pads. They make you look dainty. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. She is holding it down for the long hair girls. I know. Literally going backwards. Wow. I love that. Yes. Like for crawling on it. That's such a good, so good. And the symbolism is like you're falling for a crush, but you know it's bad. And it's like that treadmill that is you like. You can't help but move. Yes. Yeah. Like the treadmill is like pulling you towards the truth of what it is, but you keep like crawling yep. towards like the fantasy. Yep. Wow. But it never stops. It's going to keep pulling you yeah. back. So. I hope I'm like winning you over is like a deeper no, you fan are. and understanding you of are. her. Now I want to get into like just the Tate McRae effect and like, and then I have a Super Bowl idea for her. Love. This is the Venn diagram effect in marketing and Tate McRae uses it. Okay. It's where most people think that they need to separate themselves and their ideas, but the best concepts are often the result of finding ways to merge parts of yourself that you might think people wouldn't even care about. She stopped trying to make hit songs that sounded like other pop stars and created Greedy when she decided to make a song that she could dance to as a former competitive dancer. Another example of this, Renee Rapp mixing Broadway mm -hmm. and acting in the Mean Girls movie. And like Renee Rapp could have gone like the basic pop girl route, but yeah. she was like, I'm known as a Broadway star. I should lean into it. I would even say Troye Sivan because he's Ooh. singer 
YouTuber, what did he blow up most for? Music video. You're right. You know what I mean? And like he knows how to manage social media. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we've the probably- clips, all, Every single music video, literally 10 million views plus. Yes, you're so right. Like he understands the social aspect. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's just like such a good example. I think it happened for me. Like when I first started blowing up on TikTok and I was doing like tarot and stuff and then I was just bored of it. I felt like there were so many people doing it. It wasn't unique anymore. And at our job, we were in meetings telling people what trends were, what we thought was coming, what the Mm -hmm. internet was. But I never thought anyone would care about that side of myself. Cause I was like, this is my nine to five. Like, it's like my side, it's my corporate errand. Like no one cares. And then I just started making videos and it blew up and it was like mixing like this element of predicting Mm -hmm. that I was known for in my marketing side. Mm -hmm. So really leaning into that. I also want to note as well, something that I always give advice for people how to go viral or find a new lane if they're feeling stuck creatively. Mm -hmm. So Tate McRae told Billboard that two inspirations are Noah Kahn and Rosalia. Interesting. Very opposite. Very opposite also from her, which is cool. Right. And I think that this is a great way to get out of a creative rut. Don't look at those closest to you in your niche. Like even me, I watch all of your videos, but other people in our niche, I love them. I respect them. We message, I support them can't watch their videos (laughs) yeah i can't i get it i literally cannot yep because if someone's making content that's too similar to me you compare yourself i compare compare yourself and i'm terrified that i'm gonna subconsciously internalize what they're saying and create content that's super similar to them Mm -hmm. and so i will purposely like tune it out totally and i'll find inspiration from people who are in a totally opposite niche from me because no one's doing what they're doing in my lane. Yep. That's, I have had very, very similar instances mm-hmm. um, where I'll see something like, I feel like randomly a bunch of videos that have done well for me are like um, ones like analyzing these like editorial shoots, mm. like the Heaven by Mark Jacobs with Emergency Intercom and stuff like that. And I feel like that is really helpful because it's like related to marketing, mm-hmm. but it's fashion, which is not at all what I talk about. Yeah. So like, I don't know, I I, get, I very much see what you mean. Like it's this idea of seeking inspiration and in something else, but then also knowing like, what is the value you add, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not a fashion girly. Like I'm not, I'm not cool. Like, like that's not my thing, you know yeah. what I mean? So like me trying to like recreate the look or whatever, nobody's gonna care. But right. me talking about like why I think it's great marketing, people will care about. Yeah. So I think it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, what is the Venn diagram of what you are good at and your mm-hmm. identity? And then also like looking at this uh, other Venn diagram of like, well, what's you know popular or mm-hmm. inspiring to you? And how do you find the common denominators? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think that even like for brands, like if I'm consulting, they'll be like, let's say hypothetically, I'm talking to a makeup brand and they're like, well, our competitors are making these videos. I'm like, don't watch your competitors. Yeah. Are you going to make the same exact video they made? No one cares. What's the lawnmower company doing that's going viral? What's their format? How can you apply that to lipstick? So I think it's so fascinating that she said that like Noah Kahn is her biggest inspiration Mm -hmm. and they're like in two separate worlds. Rosalia makes more sense. She She said she doesn't like, yeah, like Tay McRae was saying she doesn't necessarily understand like she doesn't speak the language, but that she appreciates the stage production Mm -hmm. of Rosalia and the dancing. Yeah, no, I I feel like Rosalia is like 
the bigger Tate McRae of Latin music. Like right. she's like a, a Latin pop girly almost. Yeah. Right. Now I want to pitch a Super Bowl idea for Tate McRae. Give it to me. Okay. I think Tate McRae should be in a Pepsi Super Bowl commercial. Mm -hmm. Pepsi this year is promoting their like zero sugar drink. Their Pepsi Zero, which we've both been to Europe recently. They love their zero drinks, they by the way. Them. They love them. So Pepsi, their branding and why they leaned into like the Michael Jacksons, the Beyonce's and the Britney's of the world is I've read articles on it and like studies. They knew that their competitor had a brand like a hold on like traditional, like traditional Americana. Yeah. Like the older generations yep. grew up with it. Yep. So Pepsi was like, how do we capture the younger generations mm -hmm. through pop music through MTV was big at the yep. time. And I think Pepsi needs to lean back into that again. Mm -hmm. Tate McRae is one of those new pop girls. She's a dancer. Pepsi is known for doing these dance music videos. Yeah. I think this is the idea I have. And Tate McRae's always known for like doing these dances, but she's like always holding a mic. Like the ongoing joke is like, can someone like hold her mic for her? Like <laughs> she'll be doing these intricate dances but and hold she's the holding Pepsi. the mic. Well, okay, that could be good. But my idea was it's her holding the mic at like a big performance, but then something happens in the mic like flies, like very like mean girls, like Gretchen okay. style. And it like hits the sound system. <laughs> and like everything on stage goes down, like the instruments, the mm -hmm. light, whatever, everything goes down. And you just hear in her earpiece, like, like zero sound, zero, zero music, nothing. Mm -hmm. And she's like zero. They're like zero. She's like, okay. And they're freaking out. They're like, what do we do? And then someone in the audience opens a Pepsi. It like zooms in on their hand. Like, <laughs> and then it's that sound and it's like the Pepsi pops. Yeah, and then like, everyone else in the audience is like, <gasps> and then they all start like, and then like mm -hmm. opening Pepsis. <gasps> and then she does her dance. Like at the end of the bit where it's like, dun, dun, dun. Oh, dun, I love that. Like the sound of Pepsis create the beat, beat. of the, oh, uh -huh. that's so good. And then it's like, it's like um, Pepsi Zero, no problem or something. Like zero, yeah. set, like whatever. And it's just that branding of like zero, but like mm -hmm. still making it work. I think that would be, and it would cement her as like this pop dance girl that separates her from some of the other pop girls right now. Yeah, that's so good. And it makes sense because she's into the sporty lane. I think a Super Bowl thing would make sense mm -hmm. for her in the sport. She could wear a football jersey that's like bedazzled. Mm -hmm. So that's my idea for her. I love that. That's so good. Thank you. I guess that's it for this episode. Um, I am just, again, like, I'm just so grateful for our audience right now. Yeah, well, I, before we end, I yes. want to say, what, Let's hear. what do you think is your prediction for Tate McRae in the next year? Oh, Tate McRae, I think we're going to see her, uh, I don't know, because I, I don't think she was, like, nominated for a Grammy this round, so I think maybe she'll have a moment next year where she gets into more of the public conscience. I could see her collabing with Rosalia because she said she likes Rosalia. That would be a great collab. Yeah, I know her and Olivia Rodrigo are best friends. Oh, that would be great too. Yeah. I could see SNL. She did an SNL performance. Love that. See, but it's like this shows how little I know about yeah, her. <laughs> but SNL makes it really hard to like find the performances online. So that's probably why like they wipe the internet. So you have to like tune in. Um so she already did SNL I'm curious if she's going to go to the Met Gala this year. I could see her wearing like Mugler. I could too. They're known for, I when I was at this one fashion museum in Paris, and it was like you walk through all of these different clothing. Mugler was inspired by the insects. 
like he, like he felt like insects were the closest thing we had to aliens and like what that world <laughs> might be. That's a cool plot. Yes. And like Beyonce, when she wore on her tour, like a bumblebee outfit and she had this like yeah. big antenna thing that was Mugler. Interesting. So I could see Tate McRae having a visual for like a music video or something that's like very like Mugler insect, like high fashion kind of vibe. Mm. Yeah. I could see her going that route. That's sick. I would love, it would be very hard, but I think it'd be sick if she did a campaign where she does a dance in heels. And Ooh. it's like the brand is like for like her on that treadmill, but she's like strutting in right. heels. Oh my. And like she doesn't have to do that, that crazy dance. Yes. But even just like a little bit of dancing in heels like that, I feel like something would go so viral. Because people would I literally guess. look at it like, how did you do this? Yes. Oh my God. And it could be to her song, Run for the Hills. Exactly. Like running, mm -hmm. run in the heels. That's run the in the heels for the hill. Oh! Oh, that's Run so... Run in the heels for the hills. Oh, that's so, so, so good. What brand? We need to think of one. I mean, if my mind, of course, goes to Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. With the red, <laughs> the red bottoms. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, but that's such a good idea. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just so thankful for everything we've been experiencing. Dude, me too. Lana Del Rey is coming next. The Lana Del Rey effect. I know. Oh, I, I thought really you meant won. like as a guest. I was like, <laughs> so, and she's here now. <laughs> 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 um, no, Lana Del Rey effect is coming next. I want to do a Trissa Vaughn effect. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. And then, I don't know. We have a, guys, we're about to have our first guest, I think, in yes. the next episode, which is somebody very exciting. I know. Very exciting. Please, please run it up. Yes. Make this look good. Please. Run it up. I'm begging. Um, run it up. Yeah. We might even, I think next week might even be a double upload. It might be. It might be depending on like the Timing. the time. Because like with the award season coming out, the episode we're working on with this person, we have to get out for yeah. a certain time frame. And I think the title of the episode might be, because I'd love to get your guys' comments on what you think on this topic or in the Discord, but like just like the Spotify effect and how Spotify changed the way new artists are found. I mean, it literally redefined the entire industry. I know. And like the way people discover music. It's fascinating. I know. I remember like I used to just listen to the radio like everyone else and the, you know, the men in suits at the top of the radio stations, yeah. the five, ten people in charge decided okay these five artists are going to be big this year yeah and it was very but like now i think spotify with playlisting i remember like i found billy eilish from uh discover weekly years ago mm -hmm. and i looked her up on instagram and she had two thousand followers and it was where are the avocados but i wouldn't have found her if it wasn't for some spotify employee putting her on a playlist yep. no i remember i've my my most streamed artist of last year was backseat lovers wow. and the first time i ever found them was from a discover weekly oh my I so it's that. like crazy that how went and just I went from a Discover Weekly to the person I listened to most the entire year, yeah. which goes to show the power of Spotify, the power the Spotify, Spotify effect. Yes, and how it changed discoverability. So, yeah. with all of that being said, thank you guys so much. Don't um, forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave us a rating if you're listening yeah. to us on Spotify. We love you all so much. Thank you guys. Bye. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>